Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Mark is a 44-year-old male with a history of hypertension, taking Losartan 50 milligrams a day with good control. He comes in today to review his recent blood work that included his cholesterol results. Wow, I did a chat AI on my cholesterol numbers, and it says I should be on a high-dose statin. What should I take? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today to discuss Recent information on the management of hyperlipidemia is Dr. Robert Baldor, a professor and the founding chair from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Chan Medical School Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Hello, Bob. Hi, Frank. I uh, really, it's great that you've brought this forward. I uh, and, and it's, it's just fascinating. I think we're going to be hearing more and more from patients about what I, uh, AI chat is telling them about what we should be doing here in our, in our treatments. Um, so you're bringing forward the whole sense here of, of, of statins and cardiovascular disease. There's some conflicting recommendations around this, I believe. What, what are the current screening recommendations now as we look at how we think about cardiovascular disease prevention? Okay, so let's talk about first there's two guidelines. Uh, the American Heart Association, American College of Cardiology, last updated their cholesterol guidelines in 2019, and the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, which updated their guidelines in 2022. Let's talk about the American Heart Association, American College of Cardiology. They said in 2019 that a non-fasting lipid profile should be obtained to estimate ASCVD risk. So let me remind everybody, it does not have to be fasting. A fasting level should not change what you do or how you prescribe uh, or how you calculate risk uh, because you're mostly focusing on the total cholesterol and the HDL. They recommend that you initiate treatment regardless of risk if the LDL level is above 190 milligrams per deciliter, and they recommend you start a high-dose statin. The reason they recommend that is they are assuming that that LDL above 190 implies that that patient likely has some familial hyperlipidemia, and your aggressive treatment will lower adverse outcomes. They also recommend that if you're a patient with 40, between the ages of 40 and 75 with diabetes, even if they don't have any 10-year risk of developing heart disease, if they have diabetes, they should be put on a moderate-intensity statin. And for patients without diabetes, they say if the LDL is between 70 and 189, you should, be, you should consider treating with a moderate-intensity statin for a goal of a 30% or greater reduction in LDL status. Now, I want to say that all of their recommendations are based upon expert opinion. There's only a little bit of data uh, supporting the aggressive diabetes guide that they recommend, but I think it's reasonable. Uh, there's, there's pretty good data about the LDL being over 190, but the LDL level, the target of 70 to 8, 189, uh, is expert opinion, mostly from cardiologists. So the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force said, hey, let's take a more evidence-based approach. And they say, 
that if you're between the ages of 40 and 75 and you're screening for the primary prevention of heart disease and your estimated 10-year risk is greater than 10%, consider initiating a moderate-intensity statin. But they say right up front that the number needed to treat to prevent one cardiovascular disease from using this as a primary prevention tool is 500. You have to treat 500 people without known heart disease with a moderate-intensity statin before you prevent one additional cardiovascular death. They say you can selectively offer a statin in that same age range, 40 to 75, if their 10-year risk is between 7.5 or to 10%, but that the benefit's going to be much, much lower. They also state that there's insufficient evidence to support screening for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease in adults over age 75. And finally, they support using the 2018 pooled cohort equation. And that's very different than what most, uh, most of us have been using. We went from Framingham to the long-held 2013 risk estimator. And the 2018 pooled cohort equation is only available in a few places for iPhone. The CV risk estimation app is freely available. And if you have the free version of Hippocrates, if you go under their calculator section and you look for cardiovascular risk assessment, look for the revised 2018 version and use that to estimate risk. Frank, that is really helpful. I've been, you know, so focused on the LDL and I've forgotten the fact that doesn't need to be fasting because it's related to total cholesterol and HDL and, and using this. Boy, number needed to treat of 500. It's it's just uh, in, incredible. So this is all primary prevention. Got that. That's clear. What about secondary prevention? All right. So cardiologists have long held that they want a goal, of, an LDL goal of less than 70 in patients with known heart disease. And some subsets of cardiologists recommend getting even lower. So let me talk about what the American Heart Association, American College of Cardiology supports. They say for patients under the age of 75 with an ASCVD, with ASCVD, a high-intensity statin should be initiated so that you get a 50% reduction in LDL. For those who are at very high risk, and if the LDL is still higher than 70, they say Use a high-intensity statin and consider adding a second agent. Um, in particular, they say start with ezetimibe, and if that doesn't work, consider a PCSK9 inhibitor. Again, trying to get that LDL below 70, and in some cases, they say to 54. So what are those high-risk conditions? So if you have a history of ASCVD with multiple cardiac events, or one cardiac event, and being over age 65, having hyperlipidemia, having had a stent or a cabbage, having diabetes, chronic kidney disease, um, or being a smoker, they recommend being very, very aggressive and going far. An LDL goal less than 70 and maybe closer to the 50s. Now, they say for those over age 75 with ASCVD, a moderate or high-intensity statin is probably sufficient. Boy, that's pretty complex. Uh, a lot of that sounds like expert opinion as well. What is the evidence telling us on this? All right, well, we were, we were fortunate in 2022 to have a, a large meta-analysis of 21 randomized controlled trials, so really nice level data on the secondary prevention benefit of statins on cardiovascular outcomes so that we know that using a high-intensity statin improved, um, lowered the risk of all-cause mortality, number needed to treat 
125, lowered the risk of recurrent myocardial infarction, number needed to treat 77, and lowered the risk of stroke, but only marginally, with a number needed to treat of 250. We're, we're talking secondary prevention here. Though. Yes. So these are people who have underlying uh, atherosclerotic disease to yeah. begin with. So that, that's we got that from the meta-analysis, but um, very interesting and possibly slightly biased. There was a randomized controlled trial done in South Korea of over 4,000 patients with coronary artery disease, and they compared high-intensity statin to titrating the statin to an LDL goal of 50 to 70, the so-called treat-to-target group. And they looked at a composite outcome of all death, MI, stroke, or any cardiac revascularization. And at three years, the outcomes were the same. There was no benefit to uh, trying to get to an LDL number. The combined outcomes were essentially the same. There was no significant difference. In fact, it was found to be non-inferior. So my takeaway from this is that probably just getting your patient on a high-intensity statin is going to be adequate. Now, again, how do you apply study done in South Korea on people who are not from South Korea? We don't know yet, but this is the best data we have available right now, randomized control-level data that shows treating to a target LDL had no impact on outcomes. All-cause mortality was about 2.5 in both groups. MI... um, occurred actually a little bit more frequently in the target-to-treat group than just the high-intensity statin, but there was a non-significant difference there. So interesting data. I'm not sure it fully applies to what we do in clinical practice, but it helps further inform that we don't necessarily need to be complex. So that's good to know, but a lot of data, a lot of information out there. You know, what, what do we tell Mark? I mean, he's focused looking at his cholesterol level. What do we actually do? When patients all want to know what their levels are. How do we really, in, in practice, move forward with this? All right, so the first thing we tell Mark is to stay the heck off of any AI tool because we don't know what it's going to tell him. <laughs> For okay. primary prevention, use a 2018 pooled cohort equation calculator. And I think this is most important. I've talked about this with a number of my cardiology colleagues. They agree it's the best data, even though the American College of Cardiology hasn't fully endorsed it yet. So use a 2018 risk calculator and see if the patient has a 10-year risk over 10%. For those patients, consider starting a statin. If they're 7.5 to 10 and you're really concerned because of some of their their risks or personal be- behaviors, offer it to them, but recognize it's going to have only a small impact. And there are some adverse outcomes associated with, with uh, statins for primary prevention. Uh, in some patients, particularly women, it increases the risk of diabetes, and we're not sure why. For patients with known ASCVD, a high-intensity statin makes the most sense. And for patients with multiple risk factors, talk to the patient, talk to your cardiology colleagues, and determine whether they need uh, an additional agent or not. Uh, I think the need for those additional agents are extremely small. The benefits from them, if they're present, are extremely small. And the harms are not just the cost. They're the side effects and drug-drug interactions they can cause. Uh, with the other medications they take. Thank you, Frank. This is uh, this is helpful. I really appreciate your pointing out the use of the uh, that calculator, and I'm going to focus on using that a lot more than I have in the past. Great. Practice pointer. 
Use a 2018 pooled cohort equation risk calculator to determine if your patients need a statin for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. For those with known ASCVD risk, a high-intensity statin will almost always help patients have lower risks of adverse outcomes. Join us next time when we talk about the influence of stress and anxiety on the development of cognitive decline and dementia. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.